All right, back on the old uh, podcast with uh, with with Aiden. Mike, what are you doing? Uh, just doing that, taking my shoes off, mate. Getting comfortable. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, all right. Good on you. Good on you. you should do the same. I actually am now. When you suggested <laughs> as well. Yeah, fuck. They're gone. Um, okay. Well, you know, if you did hear any profanity there, then we can only apologise. Just did my knee in. Yeah, did I tell you one time I was watching? Um, I was watching something like boxing, and so it was like three in the morning. Obviously, by the time it was on, it wasn't the main fight. Special kind of boxing at that time. What? No, just just boxing. boxing. Not weird. No, not no. internet boxing. The time, the, the, the prime time America is on. <laughs> anyway, and like basically, like one of the like cornermen swore at the, the boxer or something. And the commentator, the guy, I think it was actually Ian Dark, not the one who I always think is Ian Dark, said, I'll oh, apologise if you heard any foul language there. Then he just gave it like 10 seconds and then was like, they make me say that, by the way, I'm contractually obliged. Because <laughs> basically in those 10 seconds... Well, it is I, the lunacy of watching yeah, two men thinking, smack each other about, but yet we're... Um... At 3am. Like, it's, there's, there's no one here who's going to be offended, mate. Aren't you allowed to swear after nine? Uh, yeah, but like, like on football, they'll they still apologise for it. They, they swear may, on the chat shows now all the time. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as late as that. I don't know, but like it was, oh. you know, it like it was late enough that that I was like, like you know, no one inappropriate is going to hear that, and it was boxing. But yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it because I was like, the fuck, why is he doing that? And he was like, that's why. And I was like, hmm, so I'm not the knobhead here. Hmm. Yeah, no one likes being No, there. you're thinking I'm a knobhead, but I'm not. That's <laughs> you're the knobhead, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't want to be the knobhead. knobhead, Mr. Producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, good day, Mikey, good day? Um, No, but that is my reply to 90% of my days, isn't it? So, a bit no, tired, mate. I had a bit of a weird day. I was, I was at the Scouts. It was all right. It's, it's like pretty chilled at the Scouts. I don't really know. You are the sure. oldest Scout there, aren't you? Yeah, by miles. By miles. But yeah, like I just had pasta for, for, for lunch and I'm like, what are you having? I was like, yeah, it's lunch. Like, you know, just because you can have a this massive is actually, meal. I'm glad you said that because a bit of a bee in my bonnet at the minute is extravagant lunches. Yeah, fair like, enough. What is going on with people who don't do a physically active job getting massive, like... Like eating chow mein at lunch. When did that become a thing? I don't know, but like, so like at the Scouts, because there's like a staff canteen that's subsidised, like you can get like a real meal for like £2. So, you know. Also, could people... It has to look nicer. Could people stop like bringing in weird shit from home at lunch and heating it up in a communal area? I know what you mean. It's really disgusting. It depends what it is, but like no, but you can't you can't be heating up curry at work. Apparently you can, Mike. And I'm you can. And I'm half Mauritian, so I I eat my fair share of curry. But just lunch should be a sandwich, a packet of crisps, and an apple. I tell I tell you what, that's I'm, it. Uh, nothing. You can't tell people what they have to it. have for lunch, Mike. You can't you can't have anything else. <laughs> I think get a baguette you, if you, you want. Probably but can just have nothing, else nothing that smells. Like yeah, I'd like to be fair. I've, I've worked at companies where they've, they've had a like nothing that smells rule. Um, except like if there's like a separate kitchen, if you know what I mean, where you can actually go just to eat food. If you know a bit I mean. like a smoker's cabin, like yeah. a smelly, shitty. So, so basically, there it'd be like you couldn't bring it back to your desk where it upsets other people. But there, there was like a. Like a little kitchen with microwave in, and you could close the door and stuff. Mm. In which case, it's you know that's kind of fine. That's what it's for. Like if you, you know, otherwise, what's the point having a microwave? But you you worked in warehouses, like my yeah. good self, and uh, I've got a shit job now, which is still like pretty physically demanding. Nobody eats weird shit. I don't rem- yeah. like, but people who do not that much, not in a work sense. I'm not having a go at people who work in offices, but. Like, you sit on your ass all day. Why are you bringing in, like, something the size of, you know... Um, I'm not in charge. Something big. Anyway, it yeah. It just upsets Actually, me. Actually, you know, you know what happened really, when I ordered really the, bothers the pasta? Me. The, the woman was like, do you want, like, potatoes with that? Potato and veggie? I was like, no, of course not. Like the Double carbs. Who, who has ever said yes to that question? Like, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was good. Um, 
Just got back from me holiday, obviously, Mike, as you know. Been in Galway, uh, in, in Ireland. Made famous by um, your, your man, Ed Sharon. Is it Sharon? She, I, I say Sharon, I don't care how it's pronounced. I think you're pronouncing it correctly. I think it is Sharon. He's got two I know ears. it's Sharon. Yeah, it's got two E's. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, that, that song's about Dublin, mate. Fellow Irishman yeah. like yourself. No, wherever, like, regardless of where the girl is from, that song is set in Dublin. All the landmarks in it, they're all in Dublin. Yeah, but if you, she could if you met a Chinese girl in London, your song would still be called China Girl. Yeah, but the video is, is apparently set in Galway, shot in Galway. Although, you know. Have you actually having, heard the song? Yeah, it's god awful, and I, I hate him, and I hate the song. There's no need, there's no need for this. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand him because while I was in Ireland, right, there was there were some buskers on in a pub. Well, not buskers, like obviously they pub musicians just just playing away. They were better than Ed Sheeran. Like I enjoyed it more when I enjoyed that Galway girl. But by the look of them, they well, were making money. Well, you're a thirty-four-year-old man. You're not his target audience, are you? But everyone seems to be his target audience. That fucker's everywhere, Mike. It's outrageous. He is the, mu- the musical equivalent to James Corden, isn't he? I hate James Corden as well. <laughs> uh, so my problem with all of but this But the is... difference between Ed Sheeran and James Corden is, like now, I don't know, he's got that carpool karaoke thing, hasn't he? Yeah, Every, so but, it's on the, but people the seem late to like, night show. There was a period before the late night show, which you say quite a lot, where... This guy's all over the shop. I don't know anyone who likes him. Yeah, and like, difference between him and Ed Sheeran is I do know a lot of people who like him. Yeah, which is you're the weirdo if you don't like him. Yeah, and I'm happy enough with that. Whereas mate. James Corden is like with that. that other woman on BBC One. What's her name? Miranda Hart. Even my mum doesn't like her. Yeah, and she likes anything. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like yeah. she can watch any shite. Actually, speaking of those kind of people. On my way to, to work today, like, there's, like, the minibus they put on, and they have the radio on. And, like, it was, like, it was something like Heart FM or something. I don't know exactly which one it was. But they had Jamie Oliver on as a guest, right? And I just came in at the end. But they were acting like Jamie Oliver wasn't someone that everyone just hates. When did that happen? Like, everyone used to hate him. Has he just been around long enough now that, that everyone's just let it go? It usually goes the other way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does normally. I think... I think there's been a collective Stockholm syndrome in of Jamie Oliver, um, which you know, I never had anything particularly against him. I don't watch. Country never shows. knew I who he was, really. Mm. I like missed the whole uh, Naked Chef business. I first found out really who he was when he started trying to take Turkey Twizzlers away from uh, <laughs> yeah. the poor bastards who came after me. Know, that seems that does seem to have um, have improved his popularity. Actually, the whole Turkey Twizzler business. Um, so yeah, maybe that was where he turned it round. I don't know, but like they were all for him. I mean, kids these days, do, do they like like non shit food now? I don't know, Mike. I don't know any kids. Because all I wanted was chicken nuggets. Yeah. For at least sixteen years. I, I honestly, Mike, I've absolutely no idea. We may never know. I think that's uh, that's 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 the key thing here. Well, actually, um, just coming back to, to Galway, one thing I did in Galway, which was which was really good, was they have this this place. It's just out of town, obviously. It's called Pure Skill. So basically, there's like about sixteen different ones. So you go in and like it's a terrible name. Just before. yeah, yeah. So as I kept telling the guy who who said we'll go and do this, was I just kept saying I can't picture what this is at all. Pure skill. Yeah, so anyway, so what it is, like, basically... It's, it sounds it's, football orientated. It's it's broad, broader sports. So you go in, and there's, like, challenges in different kinds of sports. And squash. You keep score. No squash, no. So football, there was, like, a goal about the size of a five-a-side goal, and then it had a bar, like, a, a dividing it into four quadrants. So top mm-hmm. left, top right. Bottom left, bottom right. And then basically you get ten shots with, with a ball. And then there's, there's two... You can do the casual tier or like a, the official one. So on the official one, you have to... You have to have... You have nominate where you, which of the four you're going to put the ball in. And you have to do three at top left, three at top right, two bottom left, two bit bottom like right. Soccer AM. Yeah. But then, so... If you do casual, you just have to pick left or right, which is dead easy. But like... So that was your football one. There's, there's like a cricket one. Where you've just got to... You have to bowl properly, but you have to hit the wickets. 
What anyway, about batting? No, but it's not a batting one. But there's a baseball one that's batting. So it fires a ball at you at like 60 mile an hour and you just have to hit it with a baseball. Or as you like to call it, posh oh. rounders. Mm. Like, did you go one-handed or like, did you try no, and be a proper baseball person? No, I wasn't proper. Like, in the official rules, you're not allowed to just bunt it. You have to take a full swing. They're the rules. And actually, look, I'm sure... But that's a grey area in baseball. No, you can bunt it. You can just hold the bat and let the ball hit it. All right, you can. Yeah. You don't have to take a swing. No. No, you don't... Like, yeah, you can just bunt it. That's what bunting is. Anyway. Um, the only bunting I know is Stephen Bunting, the, uh, the darts player. Oh, yeah, lovely fella. Anyway, so, um, like, I'm, you know, I don't know how hard real baseball is. I assume it's hard, right? But for me, look, I, I'm not what I would call Isn't bunting also the kind of thing... Sorry, mate, but isn't it the, uh, the thing you put, like, on yes. for... Yeah, for, days like the Queen's birthday. Yeah, just to round it off, it's also if you're on a river with a big boat and you're using a massive pole to propel yourself forward, that is also bunting. That is all the types of bunting. In, I'm sure there's more. Except a girl I once met called Cheryl Bunting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a while back. Anyway, um, she all right? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was like a fellow at works, Mrs. You know, know Straight up, good egg. She's in Fallon, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, Any so relation to Stephen Bunting, do you know? Probably. If you so, ever meet her again, <laughs> ask her. I'll ask her. So anyway, like the baseball one, for, for me, right, again, I'm not a sportsman. So, for example... You are not. No. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be so... <laughs> so uh, sure about that, Mike. That was a little insulting. But, for example, like, there's like a tennis one where, like, again, it, it pings a ball at you and you have but to you're not, target. you're not, like... No, I'm not. Just, yeah, to, to, yeah, I'm just not to in good shape. set the record straight, like, in school and around the field, when a sport was played, you, you're all right. You've got a natural flair for things. You never look like a twat holding yeah. a tennis racket. Yeah, so, yeah. You could so, kick a ball. Like, um, yeah, so that's that's the level. Look, not, you know, never going to be, like, you know, never going to be local champion at anything really out of shape now for example in the football one out of 10 I got like 2 mainly because the ones in the bottom I kept like did I'd... you get tired just from kicking that ball not hugely no but anyway so like you know you could just roll them into the bottom 2 but but I didn't so I only got about 2 in there and I got like 1 in the tennis mainly because I kept missing the target and it took me a while to get back into the, the swing of tennis if you know what I mean uh, baseball like out of 12 goals I got 11 like, all you had to do was hit it forward, but 11 times... Yeah, that must have been going slow as a motherfucker. 60 miles an hour, which is about... So, it goes about 90, I think, from a normal picture. Mm-hmm. They go up to about 100. But basically, me, with no prior practice or anything, look, you're not a real sport. Like, I'm sorry, but that's... But I've, this is... We've talked about the definition of sport for me... Like, it is a sport. You know, it is, but the definition of, like... A sport which involves talent, let me yeah. like, let's say, or some kind of like skill level mm-hmm. that makes it like to be good at it. You're an elite yeah. sportsman. Is if you make me do it and I've never done it before, I look like an idiot. Yeah. So if you give like a football somebody who's never played before, it's the proper two left feet special needle. Well, so like the, the other ones they had, they had like basketball. Like, I've played basketball before. It took it took me like half the goals to stop looking mental on basketball. Nah, basketball's like in that realm of you need skill to do that because I can catch it, then I shoot, and the dribbling thing. I look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. So basketball yeah. took me a while. Like tennis, like I say, took me like I got better as that went on. Like as in those. That's the other thing we spot. There was noticeable improvement, but more I did in most of the other ones, except baseball, where I just started off and was just because you played rounders. Yeah, and then the other one was Gaelic football. Have you ever seen Gaelic football played? No, but it, come on, lads, sort your lives out. Basically, there's two types of it. No, no, there's there's a different sport. So Gaelic football, you just carry the ball around and then boot it. So is like, it like is that the one that looks like Australian rules yeah, football? Yeah. So, but like, also, in that, enlighten me, what's the goalkeeper there for? 
If you score in the net, yeah, but I've I've watched Gaelic football when I was born once. He has nothing to do. No, because essentially, if there's any chance of him saving it, you just kick it over there. So the challenge for the Gaelic football was you essentially had to kick the ball out of your hands between two posts and above another one. Absolute piece of piss. Like there was a rugby conversion one where you had to take rugby conversions. Still that easy. Different spots or the same one? No, it's the same one because it's quite narrow. It's only about 20 yards as well to the thing, so it's not a hard conversion. But, again, you know. But that's not the main point of rugby. So And it moves just... about the spot, innit? Yeah. like where It's not it... American football, but like, Yeah, obviously Gaelic football playing an actual game of it with people shoving Although that's a ridiculous be... position in American football, the guy who does the kicking. Yeah. Mate, Mate there's a guy who essentially just holds a ball for him. So it's normally one of the backup quarterbacks, but... Like, that will be all he does, all game. Just comes in and holds. But anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, Gaelic football. Just, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like it's like a sport for, for people who are quite athletic but are no good at other sports. Um, although I did also, there was a hurling one. And hurling is basically... Hurling's the one with a hockey stick. Yeah. Unbelievably hard. It's a wit- Is like, it just a hockey stick? No, or is it no, its own it's, special stick? No, it's got a name. It's I, I, I want to say Schlotter, but I think that's from Bob. What's bigger in Ireland? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, they're both pretty big. but like um, Bigger than a footy? I don't think so, but I, I, I don't live there, so I don't really know. But like, um, You should know. That's your dad. But yeah, I don't think I've ever encountered a place that has two sports so extremely at the end of the scales. Like Gaelic football, if you've played any other sport, you could pick up immediately hurling it's just impossible like it's so hard and that was just just hitting a ball with a stick essentially there was none of the you know they i think dave said it had been toned down but you used to be able to smack people with the sticks as well like as well as having like it's like a baseball that kind of size and you're running around with like a hockey stick you have to balance the thing on there and stuff and then like what happens if you drop it i don't know i think you can just pick it back up but still still yeah so it was but yeah it was good it was a lot of fun actually like a lot of them. Is there pure skills in England? I don't know, but like, like you should go to one, mate. Yeah, it would be it would be an amazing stag do activity. I mean, I'm not sure if I let you drink in there, but other than that, go in tanked up. Again, I think they, that might displease them, but but yeah, <laughs> have a kid to that. Um, yeah, yeah, but well, <laughs> it's a bad idea, man. Yeah. So yeah, so that was my holiday in Ireland. I also watched that that it film. Which is pretty good, actually. Is it as good as the uh, miniseries? Not seen it, so I don't know. Miniseries was good. I'm, I'm going to see it probably this weekend, actually. Yeah, it was I was supposed to um, go last weekend, but um, my grand died. Yeah. Oh, okay. But let's not worry about that. Yeah, no. But no, anyway, no. so you went to Ireland. My girlfriend, I you left me in charge of feeding your cat. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go home because my grand died. So Francesca, my girlfriend, was given the keys and told to feed your cat. She came over on the first night. She's a neurotic, clean freak woman. Um, not saying all women are like that, but my girlfriend is. So what mm-hmm. can I? I can't lie about it. It's yeah, weird, yeah, isn't yeah. It? continue. Yeah. So she noticed you're out of cat litter. Oh shit! I am. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I left. Yeah. Yeah, so she um, went out to get some cat litter. Um, also, she's all anxious because she's been doing weird cleaning and stuff, and she's all in a rush. What are women like? What's my girlfriend like? Sorry. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, she goes out to get you some cat litter. Um, but because she's all not concentrating on what she's doing and trying to do mil- a million things at once, she um, picks up some key, doesn't take her keys doesn't take a phone, doesn't take a wallet, picks up some keys she just sees lying on the table. Because she's only going out for a minute because she wants to be quick and stuff like that because she's got stuff to do. Yeah. Tries to come back in, gets a cat litter, comes back, it it's, doesn't fit the door. That's not good. So um, she asked the, the supermarket man downstairs if she could like borrow his phone and ring the fire brigade. He said no. It's uh, a bit extreme. <laughs> uh, then she tried another shop and they gave her a phone and uh, the, the emergency services went, we can't do that. That's, 
you've got <laughs> yeah. more important things to do. That's not who you found. Um, and then <laughs> went back to my house. The neighbours have got a spare key, so they let her in. Came back the next day, wait for the shop downstairs to yeah. open, and then used that. But yeah. what what do you do if you've got no neighbour? I don't know. That's why I leave them with loads of neighbours. It's like... The fire brigade did used to do stuff like getting down your cat and stuff, didn't they? But like, why? Like in like villages and stuff, it's not a real thing. I mean, I don't want to get on this now, but what the hell am I paying my taxes for? Mate, the the, the emergency services aren't to get you back in your house. You phone a fucking locksmith. suppose so. But what happens if it's late at night? You phone a locksmith or sleep on your doorstep till the morning. Look, nah, that's not an emergency, Mike. At all. Like, there's too many ways around it. Like, you can't have... That's an, that would be an absolute waste and also, of the fire brigade's time. I'm not going the, and also, I'm that. not going... Yeah, but it's it's not a bad neighbourhood, this, but, like, I'm not going back news agents downstairs again. I, I don't know, like... Was that Baz? It was Baz for dickhead. Oh, like, Baz, who, leaves, who leaves a woman on yeah, her that's... own in the dark? Not being able to get in somewhere. I mean, like you say, there's a way around it, but not. And she rung your neighbour who basically told us to fuck off. Which one? Some French woman, apparently. Wait, where? I don't know. Next door, you do you know your neighbours? No. Um, so basically, in a time of crisis, yeah. surprise, surprise, yeah, nobody. I'd, I'd be nobody more annoyed about there. that than me. Uh, than I was annoyed about business. everything a bit. Like, just, yeah. Apparently, it's a nicer world now and everyone's better. They're not. They just say the right things. Calm down, man. You got a little bit angry there, mate. I'll I'll calm the anger down, but yeah. So, um, I was trying to get through to her all night and basically had convinced myself that she'd been killed and raped and stuff. Yeah. Luckily, she hadn't and she's fine. Okay, well, that that was a lot of fun. Thanks for that, mate. All right. Bring Um, Bring it down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good on you. Good on you, mate. It's not as fun as fucking Skill City, is it? It's called Pure Skill. <laughs> like, you can start one and call it Skill City if you want, but that's not what it's called. Um, so, anyway, moving on to some, some, some sport now. Um, in, a, in a big case of, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, have you seen this um, boxing super series thing? Um, yeah, the middle, the super middleweight thing. Yeah, so super middleweight. So it's got eight lads in, which they did previously, didn't they, with Carl Frock? No, it's a slightly different thing. So that was the super six thing. Yeah, like it's different people, and like they figured that that was over. So when I was reading about it, they were saying that was over so long that people have like it lost momentum towards the end and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think do they have to swap some people out because of injuries and stuff for that? Yeah, it went all tits up. Matches didn't happen Mm. and fights didn't happen because people were getting injured. So this is actually a little bit more like the uh, plot of popular film Warrior, except in boxing, not not MMA. Like, what, a round robin? No, no, it's straight up... Tournament. Yes, tournament. Um, It's not over two nights, like uh, like Sparta. um, It runs up until May, apparently. Kurt Angle's not in it, is he? Uh, No, no, he's not. So, but like, so there's eight guys, and actually, my favourite part about it was like they seeded four of them. So the seeds were George Groves, Callum Smith, Eubank Jr., and someone called Jurgen Bremer. And but then basically, the seeded guys got to pick who they fight of the unseeded guys. Who were the seeded guys? George Groves, Callum Smith, Chris Eubank Jr., and Jurgen Bremer. Jurgen Bremer's a uh, I can't remember his name, but he's um... it's Jurgen Bremer. Hey, it's Jurgen Bremer. What? You said you can't remember his name. <laughs> no, well, there's a, there's a plethora of these guys who mm. never fight out of Germany, get a real good winning record, yeah. and fight in a style that everyone apart from the Germans think they lose in all their big fights. So, like, we've seen, I don't know, yeah. who's gone over there and lost. Was uh, what was his name, the guy from St. Helens? Is it uh, Murray? Yeah. Martin Murray. Murray yeah. He went over there and, you know, most people watching. I think I've got it was Martin Murray where we were like, he's won. I think Matthew Macklin went over there, yeah, and we were like, he's won, but he didn't. Um, there's been a few, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I mean, he's I've never heard of him, like, I've heard of obviously Grove Smith, Eubank Jr., but I'm not big on boxing, so that doesn't really reflect on him. Mm. 
Um, I, I've not heard of the unseeded guys either. So I take it he's fighting in Germany in his. Fight. I don't know. It's the honest answer. Don't know. But anyway, so so then like the first round fights are all going to get done by about October, I and mean, then I think the, the semi-finals, which is what it'll be, will be in it's like the first January. one. Um, is it Groves and Jamie Cox? It is, yeah. So Groves, Jamie Cox, Callum Smith against Eric Scogland, uh, Chris Eubank Jr. against Avni Yildrim. And then this Jürgen Bremer fellow against Rob Brandt. Not Rob Bryden, Rob, Rob Brandt. Although, seeing him fight Rob Bryden would be hilarious. <laughs> For about the two seconds until it stopped being hilarious, it became, you know, chilling. Well, he could carry him a bit like McGregor. Yeah, by yeah I suppose he could. But, um, Maybe. Even so, if he could think it would be a bit chilling. But, uh, yeah, so George Groves is the only world champion in there. But doing like a... Well, isn't Chris Eubank a really shitty champion? He, he is a world champion, but he it's may well from, be. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's registered as one of the no. actual. There's like a legitimate. They're doing a cruiserweight one as well, but Are like, they? yeah, I don't know if that runs at the same time or what. But that's got like four, four world champs in, but no one had heard of. So. Cruiserweight's real light. Well, it always yeah. has been, hasn't it? Because yeah. if you're a cruiserweight, it's you know there's a couple of million quid in me being the best cruiserweight and being a pretty ordinary heavyweight. Yeah, exactly. As in you're going to get paid being an ordinary heavyweight but an unbelievable cruiserweight. Yeah, I mean, you'd make a step up, wouldn't you? You just would. That's Worked just for a old Tony Bellew, didn't it? Surely did. Surely and David Hay. And David Hay, yeah. And the Van der Holyfield. Yeah, loads of people have done it. Loads of people. But yeah, like I, I really like the sound of it. It's, it's obviously why I had to get down. I think it's, you know, it's good. Boxing sometimes... And I think that's um, is, is um the Smith guy in that? Is it Callum? Callum. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Who did you say he was fighting? Eric Scogland. I've never heard of him. No, but, but um, like, that's good. Being English, that's really good. But we're gonna see. We should see Eubank, Groves, and Smith in a matchup. Not together. Not like the WWE. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not one of them. Yeah, a, a fight's got to happen between two of those three. You'd think. Yeah, you'd like. Yeah, you would imagine assuming they get through. And and that's, it might even that, be... that's gonna that's gonna be a Wembley. So yeah, so you, you you know, I mean, I don't know how good all these guys are, but I would imagine that basically one of them will obviously fight Jurgen Bremer. Um, I don't know anything about well, him. It, it all to depends win. on, like we were saying, where it is. Though, mm. if it's in England, you'd expect them to win. If it's in Germany, I'd, I'd have my money on him. Oh, one other thing about it actually as well that I was reading was that obviously because it's like a knockout, um, they were like, well, what happens if it's a draw? So apparently if it's a draw, whoever wins the last round win, wins. As in, We don't sorry, have to go. What was that Stallone thing I, I used to watch? The Contender. The Contender, yeah. But in The Contender, if it was a draw, I'm pretty sure they had to go to another deciding round. No, which no. Stallone just shouted repeatedly, toe-to-toe, as uh, they were doing it. <laughs> Good on him. Good on him. No, no, to me, it's just for score of the last round. But, but, but They should go toe-to-toe. For a no, because so the idea was like, the, like on score... That's a good idea, though. On their records and everything, yeah. it, it will it will be recorded as a draw. So, like, yeah. officially, that, that match is a draw. It's... The, the last round thing is just to who progresses well, that, is, that is proper championship round yeah 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 big time if, if you think it's close oh, that, that should be the ruling well you can't have it in all boxing because it's not a tournament but like if it's for a, a number one contender if there's something at stake it's yeah. a good idea isn't it yeah I mean, like if it's a bit you can't do it for a championship no. because the champ, you have to beat the champion. As yeah, you say. yeah, of course. But yeah. like, if it's for a vacant championship, remember possibly? that time when, like, as kids, when we were in secondary school, that guy on the bus tried to tell us that Evander Holyfield beat Lennox Lewis because he kept his belt, and that's how it works. And we were like, no, no, it's a draw. I do remember that. <laughs> like, it's a draw. You like Lennox Lewis has a belt as well that he gets. You know what, what lesson I learned then? Although I probably even knew it then. You can't argue with an idiot. No. No, as I once heard it termed... Well, but I did in that case. Well, I think I learned it. I learned it after. Yeah, I learned it after becoming infuriated. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about arguing with an idiot is? There's only one person who loses, and it's you, because you become infuriated yeah, like, and really annoyed about it. Yeah. I'm sure I have been the idiot. 
yeah, to course, other people. But, like, it's, I'm not saying I'm, I'm always not the idiot. It's just one of those, like, yeah, you can't be an idiot because essentially they're incapable of understanding why they're wrong. So, like, if you're arguing, like, you can't argue, like, like, not calling them all idiots, but, Mm. like, you know, creationists or religious people, you can't argue with them because they're not interested in being proven wrong. Like, there's no point. Like, you can't can't argue, there's there's idiots, you can't argue with either an idiot or somebody who's got an ideology. Yeah. You can't argue, whether it be polit- like political or whatever, you can't, you can't. Yeah, because you, you'll be using logic and you can't win like that. So I learned a, a valuable lesson this week. Oh, I was yeah. watching, um, yeah, I was watching some, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast, right? And he had on this police officer and um, who were, I think it's, he was in, I think he was in Baltimore actually, or is Baltimore in Washington? Don't know. Maybe. maybe he was in a rough neck. Maryland. Yeah. Well, he was in Washington or Baltimore, one of the two. Um, I think he was in Washington. Um, but somebody in the comments below compared it like this guy's talking. It's, it's like listening to the wire. So I think and I got it confused because I think that's in Baltimore. Mm. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I, before this, I, I don't have an ideology. I'm neither right or left. But I, before it, when you hear like. Um, Stuff about institutional racism and stuff. And I've always been like, yeah, there's probably a few racist police officers and stuff, but I don't think there's any institutional racism mm. or I think it's all a load of shit. And I think people who um, are kind of, you know, social justice warriors or whatever they're called, these people who complain about everything, like, give it a rest, will you? These guys are just trying to do their job and, like, nobody really is trying to... Yeah. I don't. We don't live in a racist country, especially in England, I don't think... But this guy was saying that, like, if it's a bad, bad neighbourhood, it's just like working for a business. So it's all about numbers. Hmm. So they're judged on how many arrests they make. And I guess that in, you know, in the media and stuff is, if you made a thousand arrests the year before, but you're only making like 400 now, they're going to view it as you're doing a bad job. Hmm. Not there's less crime, if you know what I mean. So he was saying, like, how, you know, me and you, we, we did a bit of this and a bit of that when we were younger. But nobody's going to come. So if I've got some coke in my pocket, but I live in a nice neighbourhood, no one's coming looking for me. Mm. I'll, I can do what I can get away with it. But in these places, they're going looking. The same person, you know, a kid mm. who's experimented, he's going to get caught and his life is fucked because of where he lives. Yeah. Whereas the likes of... Well, me and you, we can kind of do what we want. Anyway, so after that, his point was basically, we're not racist, but if you, like, most black people are poor, and if you live in a poor area, you're more likely to get caught doing something which everyone does. But for you, that's the end of the road. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that, so I was like, well, maybe there is. Yeah, yeah I, know what you, I know what you mean. So, so my point was, if you've not got an ideology, you can change your mind about stuff. Yeah. Nothing wrong with changing your mind. No, I've always like I didn't. I'm not completely changed my mind, but I'm now like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Like I've always stuck to to the opinion mm. that like, and you know, I've, mm. I'm not saying that I one day I woke up and found this opinion myself. I've read various stuff and, and things that you know have all contributed to it, but I've always been of the opinion that. Like, people assume that, that doubt is like, oh, it's either a sign of weakness or you don't know what's going on. Whereas I find that most of the time, like, doubt is, it's a good thing. You should always, also like, people... you shouldn't believe anything to the point of, like, people who are really firmly behind their, their beliefs, it's not, it's not a positive. Also, there's a lot of, like, mm. say some guy says something. Like, some famous guy says something, and the papers love, like, pulling up an interview he did, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, yeah. going, you're a hypocrite! See? you. It's not... It, being a hypocrite is, I don't know, being a child abuser, but then in public, you know... Yeah. Going yeah. after child... I don't know, it's a, it's a real dark example. Yeah, you do. But you know what I mean? I don't know... Being saying that um, I don't know, being like some kind of evangelical Christian, but then shagging a stripper every week, yeah, or you know visiting a brothel 
couple of times a month. I don't know. It's the same thing. Well, it's not because strippers are different yeah. than prostitutes. But you know what I'm getting It's changing at. your opinion yeah. over the course of your life. But not just changing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's well, wrong like, with that? So, yeah, I mean, what, what I'd say is like mm. a lot of people, most people seem to think mm. that, like say, that, that doubt like comes from, from weakness or be, being unsure. But nobody ever, like, nobody ever falls back on doubt out of weakness, you know? Like, people who, mm. who struggle, who are in a bad place, whatever, they don't fall back on doubt. You mm. they, you just believe your stuff more. That's how it works. Mm. Like, it's not... Like, it's the other way around. Like, basically, like, the, the ability to, to, to doubt things. And, and one of the things that I always mm. tell people is, look, if any... Like, if you, if you meet a guy and you think, you know, oh, he's really intelligent, he knows loads of stuff... If you've ever, if you've never asked him something and he's responded with "Oh, I don't know," then he's 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 just a chump who just who is just making shit up as he goes along. Like anyone who knows anything will be more than willing to acknowledge what they don't know. Like as far as I'm concerned, that's that's how it works. Like anyone who who always has an answer for everything is either a one once in a lifetime era defining genius. Don't you think? Again, not we'll cut it short, not getting mm. too political now. When I was growing up, all those know-it-all people were kind of a bit right-wing. Yeah. Now all the know-it-all people, who are pretty militant in it, are all pretty left-wing. I don't know. I think but, some but, of it is how you see the world mm, as, as well. Maybe. There's, I think there's, there's people They're a lot less sides. tolerant, but I guess there are people yeah. on both sides. But... Like, I do, when I'm watching these little debate things I watch, which you hate on the internet, yeah. now it's always the, like, lefty-wing person or the liberal person or whatever you want to call it who gets all insulting first. So when I was young, it was always the right-wing person going, you're a degenerate, or, you know what I mean, you're a disgrace, or something like that. Um, but now it's all the left-wing person saying stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you're living in the dark ages or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, some of it depends on, like, like how the the, the debates are, are put forward and, and everything, but it's it's one of those things, like, there's, yeah, anyone who, who can't accept any other kind of point of view needs a bit of the old help, really, in my opinion. Anyway, shall we uh, shall we circle back to sport again? Yeah, let's for a do bit? that. Sorry, I um. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's what's, t- the, what's the word? Um, massive talk game shit. Lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, just just a couple of quick things on football. We did a bit on Frank de Boer last week. So look, all I want to say about Frank de Boer is that honestly, if if the owners honestly thought that things were going to be all fixed and they were going to transition to a new style of play in under four games, then, look, you're just criminally negligent. Like, I'm sorry, but you brought this guy in. You've backed him with loads of money. You've wasted a transfer window. Like, this this is terrible. This is on you, lads. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Frank DeBoer But all they'll job. say is the bottom line is none of... Like, come on. Nobody believes it. There's no inte- integrity. I don't think there ever was, but, like... It's just the bottom line, we can't get relegated. Four That's games. all they're thinking. I know, but... So, anyway, but actually, more well, there's this that. dishonesty with, like... Yeah. Don't you find, like, that's the... Um, I don't know. What's the word? Not a grey area, but that's the... I'm doing stuff with my hands because I can't think of the word. Yeah, well, right? But that's the thing. It's like, we're pretending that we want to be progressive, but the slightest bit of yeah, a so fork in the road... And it is really just about just about survival, but yeah, of, of course, course the money at stake, I guess. But yeah, it's just what about if you're going to take a punt? You have to be more patient, I guess. Yeah, like the... like if you're going to do that, you have to be committed to it. Basically, and they got bad fixtures coming yeah. up. Though. So my my but, point, but the fear was yeah. it's been four but, games without a goal. It could very. I'm not easily saying it's good. Right. It's been terrible. In fact, but I, I actually watched the game this weekend. You know what? Because I was at home. The one note I made on that game, and I made it... Did you watch it? Yeah, I made it really yeah. early on, was just Palace are very open. Like, they were... You know what? But in the second half, they were by far the better yeah. team. They just... And they had a lot of shots. Didn't mm. Burnley pretty I, much only have that chance that they scored with? 
I kind of drifted yeah. off a bit second but half. But they had a lot of a ball. I think Jamie Punch and May, May yeah. I don't know. I can't remember it in, in photographic um, detail. Was... But they, they were all right. They had the lion's share of the possession. They just couldn't score. After watching that, I actually, my feelings were like, oh, if they get a goal, get up and running, they'll be all right. You, you know what my feelings are on, on Palace? I'm Frank Dabot. Like, I'm, like seriously, I, I've, I've, I've shouted out when we've done it in four games, but Frank Dabot needed sacking and would have got them relegated. But I think a large portion of that is, I was thinking about it as it was happening, because obviously mm. as soon as the game ended, he was obviously going to go. Like, I was thinking about all of the squads in the Premier League at the start of, of the transfer window. I can't think of one that is less suited to having Frank the ball manager than Crystal Palace. Well, like, how many of his lads did he get? He got... Not enough. Not They've enough got a few man. decent players who no, can but, play. They do, but... No, they don't. They've got your anchor by, that's it. The rest of them are either quite limited defenders... That's going to say Jamie Punch. And he's or like, very fast, very direct, relatively limited footballers, or Christian Benteke, who I think is good, but not a centre-forward you'd expect to, you know... Like for a Frank Ball managed team, it was like honestly, it was like they deliberately hired the worst suited manager they could. Also, find. my thoughts on when they hired him were, I'm sure he'll, like Ronald Koeman. I think he went to Valencia. He did. It went shit up, right? Yeah. Then he went back to Feyenoord yeah. and did really well because they 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 had no more. Like the club was in a bad state, was in a mm. financial mess if I'm right. So, like, he did a really good job. He didn't win the league, but, like, and I know Fine Order a historically big club, but at the time, like, his tenure there was considered, like, yeah. wow, this guy's worked miracles, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I remember. So, yeah. so people, I don't know, if, like, so you, cut, you have to come, I think, to England, especially because the league's so tough. Like, you have to come as a winner, like well, and because because the ball had that bad spell at Inter, I don't I don't know where the logic is, but don't it, yeah, it was too easy for them to to to, to slip into actually making. You need you need guy. to come with momentum. I yeah, think. you need to come with a bit of cachet on the board. Just don't sack. But also, media. you need but, to be up. I think I don't know. Maybe I don't it's a personal. Know, I don't know. I don't I think... know. It's one of those things that I can't explain, but it's just in my head in the laws of football, like. No, I know. To get exactly a new manager, like, he's got to be coming off yeah. some momentum. Yeah, I mean that's what you'd be looking for. Yeah, like like, like Moyes at, think... at Sunderland is a good example because it's like on paper David Moyes should be good for Sunderland, but in he practice seems he's dead on, inside. He's, yeah, he's, he's just <laughs> spiraling into what can only be described as a well of despair. Yeah. And, uh, but for David Moyes of like a you know it's been justified and I think isn't Ellis Short been trying to sell that club for about 17 years now yeah um, so they they were poorly equipped and if you look at the squad but but got relegated yeah it of course. was it was like, shite I'm not, as hell I'm not blaming like, noisy, but... it is a proper like you could kind of let him get away with that like and which yeah you could and but... I read an interview I forget what paper it was in where he was you know saying I had no money I had no oh, yeah, squad I'm totally I did, not I, I thought I'd get it. more support mean... no but I still yeah. thought, obviously he wouldn't have gone there after Everton, but I still think that guy may have kept him up. I mean, mm. as bad as they are, are they better? Were they as bad as Burnley's squad? No. Like, no, I still it's think, nice doing a fine job. Yeah, he's him, he's doing an incredible job, but I still think as bad as a team can be, like a guy with momentum or with some kind of energy can, well, I don't need to, just Sean Dyche. For a start, I mean, yeah, I'm no, sure I, there's I been do overs. agree with you. I think, I think well, you're right, but I think what's worse for Debar in the modern game is Debar's like a Debar's one of those guys. He's a project guy, but like Crystal Palace, and they're not that club. You know, they're not going to give you six months. Also, if right. I was in the uh, the meeting at the uh, Crystal Palace boardroom, like you said, you said they're yeah. criminally negligent. I would be like, I don't know, I think he needs to go to yeah, Fenerbahce and win a UEFA Cup before he can come back to England. I don't know. Look, there is no way we yeah. can transition our squad from this to, to that in this time. It can't be done. And also he's coming here a bit of a loser. Yeah, like it's just it's just a bad appointment. And they didn't really back him, did they? Not really, like no. They give him a, a centre-back, what's his name? I think I even mentioned um, it last week. Riedewald. Yeah. And uh, Timmy, Tim Fossumenta from, from us online. 
but with a squad very, like you said, very ill-equipped to play how you'd think Ronald De Boer would like to play. Yeah, just is it Ronald De Boer? I no, it's Frank. It's Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer. It's it's be calling him Ronald De Boer, I call Andy Carroll Roy Carroll. Why do I? But like with a Ronald De Boer, Frank De Boer thing, they're twins, and arguably Ronald De Boer was the the um, more talented footballer. No, Frank De Boer was better. No. Yeah, well, he was. He, he had Ronald more DeBoer success, but he was Ronald De Boer was a bit more silky. Whatever. Yeah, but I've got reasons. Whatever. Who cares who's better or not? They're fucking twins. It's understandable. I get them wrong. Why do I keep calling <laughs> Andy Carroll a man who is 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 like Andy Carroll is for Carroll, isn't he? Yeah. Christmas carols and Andy Carroll. Why is Roy Roy Carroll? <laughs> In my head. I have no idea, Mike. I've absolutely no idea. I'd love it. Bloody though. gambling it's addiction. Glorious. It's Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a grim thing. Um, I did have just one more sporty thing that I, I wanted to talk about because I find it hilarious. Uh, it happened, to, like, I've got, I've, I was going to talk about it after the weekend, but it essentially happened again last night. Which is basically at the weekend. Uh, Jose Mourinho refused to shake Mark Hughes' hand. Oh, I saw that, yeah. I but, didn't watch the match, but the, I saw like, Basically, that. he did it really blatantly as well. He essentially shook everyone's hand but Mark Hughes. Like, even just what... You didn't have to watch so it he, back. He didn't, like, he didn't do a, a hurry off? No. He, he shook hands with, with his coaching staff. What the hell has he not got? What's he got against Hughes? Well, in, my, in Jose Mourinho, it, his defence is basically, uh, yeah, he repeatedly told me to fuck off pushed me at one point and tried to get me sent to the stands. So it's like, well, look, for me, this this is my thing, and, like, part of it is I'm a United fan, so I'm going to back Mourinho anyway. But, like... Well, you know, you, you've got a soft spot for Uzi. As a player, I don't like the manager, although I do think he is uh, tailor-made for stock. Would but, you um, say, sorry, uh, Uzi is in the Stuart Pearce category? No, of- he's much better. Hey. Yes, as a manager. No, 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 not as a manager, as a man where, like, you hear stories, like, well, and you hear stories about Stuart Pearce in the change room and everybody says he was a bit mental mm. and um, he played the game like, well, like his nickname, Psycho. Hughesy was a rugged, was, tough yeah. stuff. As men, no, I'm sure, well, obviously they're tough guys, but I mean, personality-wise, as managers... Seem to be completely different from the yeah, way they played the yeah, game. Yeah, totally. And like, but my my point here it's was a like, weird thing, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's hugely weird. Like, Hughesy is is a, a weird manager. And like, this is the thing. Like, there are other managers who, who have issues with, with Hughes as, as well. Like, uh, and you know, he's, I don't think Mourinho's the first one to, to refuse to shake his hand. But like, it's like like you were talking about before about just saying the right thing. It's like, oh, look at all the respect in football. We always shake hands at the end of it. Mate, you, you, you repeatedly swore at me, pushed me at one point, and then tried to get me sent off. And for the cameras. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. like. Why? Why do I? I know you're also, like oh, football. Not enough respect. Whatever, mate. Football has got. Um, I think we've like it's got this weird. We talked about it. Um, did we talk about it another time when we were talking about how, in especially in English football. People seem to view diving worse than somebody who uh, tries to break someone's leg. Yeah. So like... if you get sent off for diving, you're, uh, you know, you're some kind of Mediterranean Latino scumbag coming over here. He's, he's got no women. values. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm doing a good job like, of stealing my women. But if you're an up and at them, you yeah. know, honest as the day is long guy who kicks people. You're 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 unlucky because you know football's gone soft. But um, Antonio Banderas is uh, is the worst thing. But was a lot of the football's yeah. gone soft about Mane getting a red card. I don't want to get into that. That's been everywhere. But but essentially, Mane with a high foot gave a man a concussion, and he had to have stitches. Think, um, but we'll get onto that <laughs> briefly. But um, yeah, so it's it's the same thing with the uh, the handshake thing in in football yes. is some kind of bastion of like I don't give a shit who gives a shit about yeah, handshakes yeah, it's, anymore it's, hey, I don't care whether they <laughs> shake hands I'd like you sh- but like if some guy is just an absolute ass to you in your opinion for, for 90 minutes no but even in life you should shake his hand no I shouldn't I'm not shaking his hand <laughs> no, like, look so you've got to show respect 
but I have no respect for him. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, like it's a weird thing, isn't it? You've got to earn respect. You don't just get it because. And like, for you know, big in real life still. Apparently, uh, not in real life, but in but in football, it's still one yeah. of it. You can't, you, you can't. And like again, this look, this isn't meant so much as, as a reflection on on Mark Hughes. Like, like I don't know who's right. Like mm. Mourinho might be overplaying it, and like maybe Hughes, you know, maybe he should have shook Hughes's hand. I don't know. My point is simply that. Do you think people care, or do you think it's just the press? I, I think it's just the press, but that's not the point. Because <laughs> to me. I don't know, I don't really care why someone didn't shake someone's hand. It's just shaking hands! Yeah, it doesn't matter. No one cares. But um, I was entertained that it, it happened again in the, uh, the Celtic Barca match last, last night, or the night before, whatever it was. So, a guy who was marking Neymar, some 19-year-old kid called Ralston, um, Neymar refused to, to shake his hand, basically, because he... Just got kicked around the park. And, and there was a bit where Neymar got got um got booked and that Ralston did, you know, being a twat like laughing at him but you know, not laughing as in doing over the top laughing and just essentially taunting him and stuff. That was a great clip of it because Neymar essentially just refers him to the scoreboard. <laughs> which is amusing. But then at the end, like he, he wouldn't shake his hand. He was like, No. Like like and I'm right behind Neymar. Why why should he shake your hand? Like why should like if you have and like you know, essentially, what was interesting was that I read the um, the quotes from Ralston and and obviously Rogers about it. And Rogers was like, "Oh, you know, it would have been nice if, if Neymar had shown that that bit of class, you know, for, for these young lads and stuff." Well, I mean, why should he? What to be told that uh, you can go around kicking someone, yeah. but everything's all right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand. Yeah, you I have know. to play to your strengths, and I'm, he had to, I guess, in his mind and probably in reality. Being firm with him is one thing. He had to do like, a bit of a hatchet job on that. Yeah, him. but then, like, you know, the, like, the taunting when he'd been booked, just like, like, it was nothing, but it's just like, it's just one of those twat things to do that would piss you off, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but it, who cares, but Neymar yeah. doesn't have to do jack shit. Can no, we stop like, talking about there's some kind yeah, of. It's weird. Weird, manly sportsman like dignity but in actually, modern football. My, my, there my is favorite, not my favourite bit was was the um like the like Ralston's quotes on it because he was like yeah you know I I don't you know I don't care who's opposite me if it's them I'm gonna go out and gonna play my game and you know but like they were quotes as though he'd succeeded as though as though he'd kept Neymar quiet all night when you got beat five 0 at home like. Like, all I'm saying is maybe you should have made allowances it for being Neymar because your approach failed completely. <laughs> why Like, why are you talking as well? Like, I'm you, like, you did the job. You got it done. And like Rogers said to me, so, so, oh, I thought you did a great job for, for a young kid. It can't be that good, mate. Got me up to par. Like, your biggest home job being defeat in many a long year. And like, I know it's only Celtic and, it's, and it was Paris in this case. But like, you know. Barca, it's a real, mad, like, must be real tricky though to be Celtic. Oh like, yeah, what well, what a weird job that is. Yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking yeah. Celtic in particular. Like, I'm just saying, you know, they've got no is. chance in Europe, have they? No, because they they don't have to they don't have to be the less talented team in any time in the season ever, even with injuries. Like even even United. Yeah. Can can get a few injuries, like well Mourinho loves it, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then go, you know, I don't know, Pogba's injured and we're missing Lukaku. It's gonna be tough against Everton. With the injuries we've got, we're gonna have to like every team in in big leagues oh, you is, know, um... is is the has to fight or do something a bit different. Celtic are the best team in Scotland if nine players are injured. And they're still expected to play <laughs> like Barcelona in Scotland. Just, just on the all out game, attack. By the way. Um, I was I was watching United on, on Irish TV that had Graham Souness. Mm-hmm. Graham Souness very helpfully informed me that Marwan Fellaini is a bigger threat and more effective than um, from Paul Pogba. Now I like Graham Souness as a pundit. I think he's he's good a lot of the time, but that mate is absolute. It's just ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't. Like, I don't get, like, Pogba's one of the biggest I've ever seen of, I don't understand what you want him to do. Like, like I, I watch us play a lot. Like, 
you know, I don't want to go overboard. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like incredible last year, but he was good. Like he was a very good Premier League midfielder last year, and so far this year, he has been sensational. Like he's been great every match. I don't know what you want. Like I don't know what what more you want him to do. Like it's he wants him to be either Frank Lampard or Roy Keane, yeah. and there's no space. For a lot of, especially the old school guy. Look, Graham Souness is. I'm mm. a Liverpool fan. He's unbelievable. Like, he was unbelievable yeah. as a player. Like, and really, like a good footballer as well. Mm. Um, despite his reputation as just being. Um, he did kick a lot. Dead hard. But he was fat too. Yeah. But I don't know. The, especially, I don't know. This punditry, like, I don't know. It's like good cop, bad cop, like. They have to have a style, or do they really believe no, what they think? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but, soon as I've always felt yeah. like he does. But yeah, to be fair, but not just Sui, but the other ones too. Yeah. Like they don't seem to. I guess a lot of it has to do with now. A lot of teams play free in the middle, and there's a guy who doesn't need to be so specific at his job. Like mm. he is hard to put his, your finger on, Paul Pogba. Not in a like what he does, not like he's Jermaine Jenis, because obviously yeah. he's, he's a really good player. Um, but Jermaine Jenis was all right. But it, it is actually, it's quite hard to quantify yeah, Pogba's yeah, yeah, worth. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, well, that's Roy Keane. He stops attacks. That's Frank Lampard. He scores loads of goals. I mean, Keane was a bit better than that, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, he was, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I take your point, I take your but yeah, there's there's a there's a plethora of Paul Pogba's out there who um, pundits don't seem to know what to do with. Yeah, yeah. But like, like I say, like Pogba this year has been been great, and I thought he was much better last year than he got credit for. Particularly that period where where he got injured for a bit. Basically, when by the time he came back, the league was just gone. Like we went oh, from yeah. battering teams and just not scoring to just standing there. Scott Wiltshire can be the best. Yeah. You've never been more valuable. Yeah. When you're injured. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's nearly times, mate. Nearly times. But before we go, got to do predictor John. How did it go last week? Quite well. Here's the answer to that. For a while there, I thought I thought it was going to be um, going to be a big, big uh, week for old predictor John, but it wasn't quite as big as as I'd, as, as I'd hoped. So six bets last last mm-hmm. week. Got four right. Um, so. It predicted United to beat Stoke, which didn't come in. But you know, we should have won that match. Like, there's no way we should be conceding that either goal, really. But Phil Jones falling down, uh, yeah, cost predictors wrong quite a bit, which which was annoying. The other one it got wrong was Brighton and, and West Brom. I'd love to see a film, the film falling down, <laughs> yeah. remade with Phil Jones <laughs> in the Michael Douglas role. And with his facial You'd assume it would feature reaction. much more of him actually falling over as well, like literally. Because <laughs> he's had a good year, Phil Jones. And gurning. Yeah, and gurning, like bigger from the moment. He was always going to vote Phil Jones, like Well he's got he's got everything to be good. Well, not just everything. He he plays for Jose Mourinho. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean you can't you're protected, aren't you? Yeah, he's hurt he's hurt prediction on this this week, so he's in my bad box. Gurning place. Uh, it also predicted that Brighton and West Brom wouldn't both score, if you see what I mean. Okay. Um, but West Brom scored quite late on to, to make it 3 1, which, which did me. But then the ones that got right were Leicester and Chelsea away win. Yeah, it's nothing too special. Burnley to be winning at half time and full time against Crystal Palace. Uh, Swansea, Newcastle under two and a half goals. I mean, that was pretty much a gimme. And um, weirdly, I don't know how it got this West Ham to beat Huddersfield without Huddersfield scoring. Dad, like I thought, there was no way that. You win any money this week? No, Mike. No, I put it all on one big accumulator, so anything losing screwed me over. But um, but yeah, four out four out of six isn't bad, Mike. It's not bad at all. So You're this not week, getting my hard-earned cash until not, November. Not just yet. No, I'm gonna get the gonna add in the championship teams. As I was telling you, I gave it a go, but I essentially just broke it for for a while. I had to do like undo three hours of my own work. Did whilst, you think it was unfixable? Whilst, no, no. But worst case scenario, I'd have had to start again. But like while undoing the work, I was ever so slightly crying inside, um, which is and never outside. a good feeling because nobody wants to be crying inside. Not so much outside, but a little bit, you know. I mean, I was crying. Crying. 
Yeah, but that said, we've got six more bets for this very week coming, Mike. There's a fucking Friday. I'm going to have to race through this because my girlfriend's going to kill me. It's going to be like two minutes, dickhead. Right, let's do it then. Alright. It's only nine. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Anyway, there's a stupid Friday game which annoys me. But other than that, the bets for this week are Brighton and Bournemouth and Brighton both to score. Huddersfield and Leicester both to score. They're both a bit iffy, but. Not sure about that. Yeah, it depends whether Huddersfield stay good or whether. Huddersfield at home to Leicester. Yeah. Alright, maybe then. Then Bournemouth at home to Brighton. Depends what's, on Brighton what, what, turn What's the Bournemouth-Brighton one? Both to score. Depends. I'll tell you what, Bournemouth are the most, I don't see how this gets better team in the Premiership. Yeah, it's, it's to worry that, but I, you know, I can see them both scoring there. Yeah. Like, if you can't score on Brighton, you've, you've got issues. Uh, Liverpool to beat Burnley by more than two goals. Um... It's an interesting one. You've had a rough time just recently, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, but I don't mind. Liverpool's rough times are just the way it is now, isn't it? What yeah. the hell is that? I mean, Liverpool's defense. Oh, actually, is, just um, just quickly on those. One of the things, like I, your lack of technology, will, I'm sure you'll probably still get this, but but I doubt you're in any. I'm in this WhatsApp group about fantasy football. Fucking hell, the Liverpool fans turned after that City game, like. After the Arsenal game, all I was hearing was, was how Jurgen Klopp was a genius and you were winning the league. Fucking halfway through that City game, it was, oh, get him out. Defence has been shit for two years. What the fuck's going on? I was like, don't get me wrong, these are, these are the kind of City, uh, Liverpool fans that would do that. And I'm not suggesting by any means that most Liverpool fans would. But I was like, fucking hell, modern football's a... Like one game, one game's a crisis these days, Mike. One game's a crisis. I mean, Liverpool do need defenders, but has as has been shown with, I mean, who who is out there? Yeah, and like, tell, look, tell me who. I mean, Liverpool. We we seem to be now. We've got this this lad coming in next summer. What's his name from Leipzig? Is it? Oh, Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, is it Cater? Yeah. Is it Naby Cater? Yes, Naby I think Cater. he's a 60 million lad. Yeah, he's So that'll be our biggest. But I mean, 60 million is 2015's 30 million. Yeah, it's not that so, big a deal now. To get, I mean, to get a centre-back who is going to change your... Um, it's big, it's top dollar. It's top, and Liverpool aren't a top dollar team. No. I think... I'm pretty sure he was going around in the summer going, yeah. who can we get? Well, but, there's been some stuff online and you never know how true yeah. this is because people like, say it about loads of people but, but Clark Bear is the kind of guy who has essentially one target and if he doesn't get them then he's happy to move on to strengthening other positions. I don't, you know, I don't know whether I mean, I was a bit... Um, oh God, I can't believe you. I f- forgot his name. What's his name? Virgil van Dijk or Bost. No. Yeah, well, I assume yeah. that happened. But um, no, the other the guy we got from Southampton. Uh, oh. Uh, the the centre back who is for Liverpool. Loving. Don't want to be harsh on the lad. I've got nothing personally against him. A pile of steaming shite. Dejan right? Loving. Yeah. He got a new big fat contract last season. Yeah, a bit weird. God knows what for, because he is pretty awful. He is, but, but in the defence of Liverpool's defenders, we do play a way where. I was going to say... If you're like, not an incredible defender, you're going to look a bit silly yeah, at large like, portions of the season. I don't think just having better no. defenders on its own... But, but it'll bloody help because like, Dejan Lovren really doesn't yeah, fit. It, it will. Way. It will help. I mean, but you'll still like be susceptible to, to the occasional... No. It, but but that's how football is. Like, yeah. So if, if you, you play for Jose goals, Mourinho, you can be Phil Jones yeah. and look great. If you play for Jurgen Klopp... We could have had Fabio Cannavaro at his peak. You're going to look a bit silly at times. You are. I mean, look at John Bone Stones last year. He looked like the worst defender. In all fairness, he didn't look like that good of a defender at Everton. True that, true that. But then he, he had Martinez at Everton, who, let's face <laughs> it, for a young lad, completely <laughs> let him out to dry. He really did, yeah. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah, keep going. Actually, my favourite Martinez quote ever was the, the time that... Um, <laughs> Phil Bonstones put in no put in a transfer request. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a, I think that was just a mistake, just misunderstanding. Don't think it was, mate. <laughs> and you knew exactly what was going on. Anyway, um, so yeah, Liverpool to win by more than two goals, which I'm, like with that, Liverpool is is one of those. 
it, it's tricky betting on Liverpool because you you could have a, a nightmare, but like you could easily beat Burnley by three four goals. Uh, anyway, so in what's becoming a stock bet, uh, Newcastle to Newcastle's game to feature less than two and a half goals this weekend. It's Stoke, so uh, that seems like that a gimme. seems like a gimme. Uh, City to beat Watford away is just yeah. Like Although sure. Watford have been, um, yeah, that's why so it isn't. That's why it's not um, in your face, Paul Merson. Because uh, yeah. what's, his name, Merson finally acknowledged what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Marco Silva. He's doing a fine job, isn't he? Yeah, an absolutely terrific job. Yeah. Then the last one is a bit of a pun. Spurs Swansea to have over three and a half goals. Which means like I think Spurs are going to do all the scoring. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the Swansea game. I think three one oh. maybe is is but it's he played um he played a diamond midfield. Uh, he played no wingers and two strikers. Yeah, but I'm, I think Andre is expected to. Ah, that doesn't work, does it? No, not in real life. It works I don't on mind computer games. Oh, speaking of, I've got a new formation for for Pro Evo. I'm gonna buy the new one. I'm gonna try try out new formation. Right. Just so you know, I'll get back to you on how it goes. On my uh, football manager Bristol City game for the first time this season. Wednesday game in a I, week. Uh, I won two games in a row. Nice. The first season I came fifteenth. Um, oh shit, are Apart from Tammy Abrahams, who uh, who I've signed now on a two-year long deal oh, nice. after the first season. Oh okay. Um, absolutely abysmal. Plus, quite a few old ads. But you know I'm a bit paedophilic when it comes to teams, so yeah. I've got yeah. them all out. I've been meaning to talk to you about that, but <laughs> and, uh, I've got think how to stage the intervention. Young lads who I think I'm going to have to put up with a bit of hurt. Anyway, first game, 2-0 up against Reading, got B3-2. Yeah, That's so, the way it's yeah. gone all year. Yeah. All right, well, um, should probably call that an evening yeah, if you've got to get back to your missus. Right, good um, stuff, good solid pub, uh, podcast. I, I need a piss. Like so, uh, right. good night. Laters, guys. Laters.